0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at sknr.net as we talk all things movies, games, television, travel, entertainment, pop culture, and more. You can also catch us on uh, BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM Radio. We have the simulcast on our page, and also we'll have a new episode up tomorrow Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L central.com. Keyword skewed is our network of 12 newspapers and 20 markets that we do game content for. And last and definitely not least, we have our weekly segments on sci-fi radio syndication. And of course, our quarterly magazine, Skewed and Reviewed the Magazine. I'm joined as always with Justin and Michael. And we're going to pop through some of the news and notes, discuss the big Activision and Xbox trade, talk about some travel and entertainment, and much more. So a couple of things I wanted to know. Big weekend. We've got Ozark coming to Netflix. We have the new episode of Book of Boba Fett already out on Disney+. Plus. There's lots of content coming. But if you're looking for uh, something a little bit different, Tubi, uh, which is a free streaming service, has a original film called First person shooter. Now, it isn't done with a big budget. It isn't done with any star power, but it essentially involves a uh, gaming developer who, um, how shall we say, has his life turned upside down when people associated with his past start to die, his troubled world starts to become even more complicated, and there may be a very dangerous individual tracking his every move. So that's available right now on Tubi. Uh, Other things of note, the D23 Expo, the big Disney Expo, is set for September 9th, 10th, and 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's been um, delayed, obviously, but they are back, and this is a fantastic thing. We've enjoyed covering it. Every Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Disney, television, theme parks, hotels, pop culture, entertainment for Disney, collectibles, everything, and tons and tons of stars. Tickets are on sale right now, D23 Expo. There are um, apparently the VIP seats are already out, but there are still plenty of seats available for some other sections. You definitely do want to get it. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be taking our granddaughter this year. Uh, She'll be six, so this will be her first time going. So we're really looking forward to seeing how that all works out. And obviously, as we get closer to the dates of the show, we'll be covering that. Also wanted to mention, since we're talking uh, travel and entertainment, Knott's has got a really interesting event going on right now, guys. I had, uh, was going to mention this last week, and I didn't get to it, but they have the Peanut Celebration. So basically, uh, Knott's has an affiliated with the classic Charles uh, W. Schultz comic strip. And from January 22nd through March 6th, they are going to be doing um, – all kinds of specialized foods with a peanuts theme in various parts of the park, various activities. And this is like great because this leads right in to the Boysenberry Festival, which will start on March 18th. And that's always a lot of fun, a lot of very specialized foods and desserts and special entertainment. And we went last year, even before the rides that were allowed to resume, and it was still a fantastic time, very safe um, situation. And we had a fantastic time, so hopefully something to look forward to. Uh, A few other things I wanted to mention is that on March 12th, SeaWorld San Diego is going to be launching the Emperor Dive Coaster. So if you're really into roller coasters and you really want to take a shot at a really big dive coaster, this is your chance to do so. And uh, we've got some B-roll video up on the page. So real quick before we get into the topics, razer has got a new line of Hello Kitty themed uh, accessories, mouse pads, mice, headsets, and gaming chairs that you want to check out for honor is still putting out lots of content. They just announced a new pirate content coming out, and uh, we have a uh, couple of beta codes left for anybody that wants to take a shot at Leap, which is a big new massive online shooter. Rokat has revealed some sin earbuds that are coming out. And our first topic of discussion, Michael, uh, you get to start us off with this one. Let's go back to June of 2019. Do you remember where we were in June of 2019?
1: So in June of 2019, that was the last E3 that I was actually attended
0: in person. Correct. And you remember our meetings where we played games at Ubisoft, we played games at Bethesda, we got to play the reboot of Destroy All Humans at THQ, lots of stuff. And uh, we had a particular meeting with Warner Brothers where we saw a game and we were kind of told, under the impression that it was within six to eight months of coming (laughs) out to the point where they even said, hey, um," you know, a couple of months later they said, go ahead and send over your interview questions. And uh, we never got those because they said uh, we, we can't do interviews now. Well, today we're told that finally the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is coming this March and there is a brand new trailer for it. So um, what do you think, Michael? Oh, excuse me. did not uh, say March, April, April. Sorry.
1: Maybe- yeah. I, so I, I, yeah, I saw the news and I was shocked i it's this is one of those games that i we kept hearing it was going to be released like oh it was going to be 20 end of 2019 then it was going to be 2020 then it was going to be 2021 and when we saw it i thought we were months away from completion right because i mean they showed and for those who aren't aware this isn't just a repackaging of the lego games this is actually a, a redo of the star wars anthology in lego format so it's not simply just a repackaging of the old games um, and what we saw at the time at E3 looked really good. I mean, I was impressed with the amount of effort they put into it. And at the time, they were being a little bit um, quiet because we knew that The Rise of Skywalker, was that the last one? Um, yeah. Was, was um, hadn't been released yet. So they were like, oh, we're, there's some featured stuff that we can't really talk about because there's still movies in the works and yada yada. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, OK, but it looked it looked pretty good. Um, and it's one of those ones that I kind of I would I, I've been thinking about it, but I kind of had forgotten how long ago that was announced because um, I was thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, that was going to come out in 20. Oh, 2020. So I was like, well, that was two years ago. And I was like, no, we saw it in 2019 almost, you, you know, so I didn't realize it had been so long mm-hmm. since that had been announced. So, um, yeah, I'm excited that they actually you're finally getting around to getting it out. Um, like I said, it looked really good from what we saw um i hope it's worth the wait uh and and you know from what i could tell it
2: it looks it looked really good when we saw it
0: and justin what do you uh have to say about this
2: yeah no i think uh, uh michael covered everything really well um i i'll be completely honest i have never really followed the the lego uh game series much but um you know just typically when um you know, sometimes people can take uh, take it as a red flag if a game keep, keeps getting delayed over and over again. But um, but you know, uh, there's lots of games that come out that actually do really need the extra time. And you know, I, Nintendo does that a lot. You know, Blizzard was notorious for it, and, and Valve. So um, so yeah, I mean, it, it probably bodes well that they they got the extra time out of it.
0: Yeah, and I think like anything, it's a Star Wars game, and we, you know, are supposed to be hearing a lot of Star Wars content in the upcoming weeks. We've heard that the Jedi Fallen Order two is going to be announced. There's a KOTR remake coming, and all kinds of other rumors that are floating around out there. So it will be interesting to see uh, what happens and where they go with all of this, and uh, hopefully. Hopefully very, very soon, we'll have uh, even more stuff to look forward to. Um, You know, aside from the weekly show, The Book of Boba Fett, and the other content that's coming. Now, uh, we also had a launch this week of uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction has arrived. Very attractively priced for the base set, $39.99, also available on the Xbox Game Pass. I talked about it on radio, but essentially it's a—you can play solo, but I don't recommend it. It gets challenging. Three-player co-op, squad-based shooter where you have to go in and essentially complete missions against a parasitic alien invasion. Uh, Cities involved include New York, San Francisco. You have states like Alaska, and obviously each zone you go through, it gets harder. So you'll have some missions like rescue a hostage, take out a key target— gather research things like that and you have various operatives you can as you gain skills you can power them up with various tactical devices weapons um you know loadouts that sort of thing the big trick about it is it's got a very clever twist in that if your operator goes down they don't die they go into stasis foam but you lose the ability to get them and you lose the xp that they had accumulated until they are rescued. And that means that you have to go in with another operator and you also have to take your chances because you don't know which operator is going to be available for you to uh, recover. And I can tell you there is nothing more disheartening than having your best level operator get taken down because somebody didn't do their job and went lone wolf and then doesn't even bother extracting you. And you have to sit there and wait and go back in with lower level characters so it um it's a bit challenging i mean to be honest with you guys sometimes you play it on the easiest setting and it's more challenging than the setting up sometimes you go in and it's you know not as difficult and you can whip through it but each mission is broken down to three zones and so when you go finish it you can decide to move on to the next zone through an airlock or you have the option to just cut your losses bug out and go to the extraction zone. Uh, You could even do crazy things like take a downed comrade, put him into the extraction zone, and then move on solo or with another player. So very interesting game. I'm really enjoying it and looking forward to uh, getting in a chance to play with you guys in the not too distant future. Uh, Do either of you have any comments about it? We uh, um, also have gameplay up on the site as well, if anybody wanted to see that.
1: Uh, No, I don't. I mean, other than it looks really interesting, and I like the price point that it came in at, with a thirty-nine ninety-nine price point, and of course Game Pass, um, as usual. But I, I like that they're they're making it more of an attractive price point to get more people involved, particularly with, I think co-op games and multiplayer games. It's kind of critical to get enough people engaged and involved, and I think that's a good way to do it. So yep. good for them on that front.
0: And Justin, do you have a take on that?
2: No, I completely agree. I mean, I I like. Uh... You know, there was a, a Star Wars game that came out um, not that long ago, a, few, a couple years ago, maybe at this point. The um, the Flight Simulator? Yeah, and I thought that was like, you know, I really like games that do that, you know, especially I know a lot of indie games do that, which is great. But um, I like that a lot of larger studios are kind of looking at that kind of $39.99 or $40 price point. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is what it was called. That's a really good game. I mean, good campaign. Um, You know, multiplayer is really fun uh, and it was very well polished. Um, But, you know, it was a little bit more limited um, in scope. So it made sense that that it was at that price point. So I I do like that um, larger companies are looking at that price point to launch uh, multiplayer games. Um, and what was, oh, sorry, I was going to say what was so
0: nice about that, too, is even after I finished it on PC, uh, PlayStation eventually put it out for a limited time on their Game Pass, uh, not the Game Pass, but PlayStation Plus, And I was able to experience it in VR because the PlayStation version had the VR. So put on the PSVR, put it on the PS4 Pro, and it was uh, it was a trip, actually. And then, you know, tried it again on the PS5, and it's an even uh, crazier time. So a lot of good stuff there, and I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, sure, it looks like there's some cosmetics and stuff like that, and I'm curious to see down the line where they're going to go. Because if you remember, Ubisoft had announced uh, various free-to-play games, like a new one for the uh, Division series and stuff like that. Uh, so we'll we'll see where their releases come. You know, they still have that Avatar game, Beyond Good and Evil 2, and lots of stuff coming. I'm expecting a lot of announcements from them. And truthfully, I think this is a, a really good start for 2022. So we'll see what's coming. So, uh, Michael, we had some uh, big news, and Justin, this week uh, that kind of at first glance, absolutely shocked the gaming world. And then as people stepped back and thought about it, it made a bit of sense. So uh, Justin, why don't you bring us all up to speed if anyone isn't aware of what happened and what uh, we're talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming everybody has heard about this by now because it's probably the the biggest uh, gaming industry uh, change like or Titanic shift is <laughs> uh, like the, the best way to describe it and quite some time um microsoft has purchased activision blizzard which is pretty crazy given the uh huge size of both companies uh to put it in perspective i think the final dollar amount was greater than um the uh than the um the the entire company worth of nintendo um activision blizzard is is a very very large corporation um so it uh absolutely huge uh probably will come with a lot of changes you know it actually reminds me quite a bit of like what you know how shocking i mean i guess it is more shocking than what happened with fox because we had heard about the fox um negotiations for quite some time before that was finalized there were rumors about it it was uh pretty clear and upfront that that there was uh, negotiations going back and forth so and it really seemed like writing was on the wall for Fox uh this this came kind of out of nowhere um you know no one really had any inkling as far as I could tell I think there are maybe some rumors out there that something like this was going to happen but um you know this particular deal I don't think there was any real semblance that this was going to actually happen and so it it came out as a a surprise and I guess I was reading a little bit more into it Activision is uh, that you know actually approached Microsoft about this Um, you know and you you can't really approach the topic without bringing up a a couple um, kind of uh, you know not so great things uh, going on so um, you know it, it goes without saying you know the Activision had been going through kind of some difficult, tumultuous internal struggles in the last year, a couple years, uh, with, uh, you know, misconduct allegations, mostly from Blizzard, um, but I guess it was, you know, a little deeper seated than that, um, and then uh, the other topic, too, that's kind of come up since this uh, merger has, has been announced is, you know, concerns about antitrust. Um, now I, that, that kind of comes up whenever anything this large is, is, uh, is announced. And, you know, I think it is a valid concern. It's a valid topic to discuss publicly. Um, you know, me personally, I don't quite see it as an antitrust issue quite yet. Um, you know, I, I do think it's important to talk about, but you know, the, 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 the gaming industry is, is rather large. I mean, you still have very large, um, you know very large, uh, publishers across the board, you know, internationally and even, even nationally here in the United States, there's still quite a, quite a few very large, um, video game publishers. So I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, on board with that, but I am open to the argument that, you know, this is, is getting into that territory, but, you know, on the plus side, you know, th- those are kind of like the negative aspects about, about this story, but, you know, on the plus side, you know, I do think it is a huge opportunity for, um, some of the franchises that are under activision blizzard um you know i think activision blizzard has been struggling um as a corporation for the last kind of decade or so uh you know that you can definitely see that a lot of their franchises have um they haven't really done anything like you know rock band is or I, i think they i can't remember if they owned rock band or guitar hero but um guitar hero they you know yeah exactly so they they haven't really uh done anything with that in a long time uh it seemed like for a while they've really been banking on uh call of duty which is you know admittedly a very huge franchise still extremely successful um but they don't really have a lot of diversification um other than call of duty and then what what's going on at blizzard and blizzard uh you know full disclosure i've always been a huge blizzard fan my entire life but um got to be honest blizzard is not quite the same company as it used to be uh, and, the, and the quality of their products I, I think has gone down um over time and uh you know not to mention it's it definitely the amount of uh releases that they've they've had has slowed so uh, i think management wise um this might be a huge opportunity uh, microsoft i think has has a proven track record of um you know being a pretty good publisher uh, you know they don't quite do the thing that ea is notorious for um but uh you know we'll we'll have to kind of wait and see and how how it plays out but uh hopefully this is, becomes an opportunity for activision to kind of uh, revitalize itself and re- revitalize its name and its its reputation and uh, a lot of the franchises hopefully can can thrive under microsoft
1: and
0: michael your take please
1: yeah, and I think to to talk to some of the strife, I know there's been some concerns that there's been talk about leaving the Activision CEO in place and those kind of things, and I think it's a little bit premature to worry about that. Um, one thing that I think we've seen in the past when these types of things happen is uh, a CEO typically doesn't like to report to somebody. They kind of get into that mindset that they want to be a CEO, and I think this will give him an opportunity to take his – Money, which is going to be significant with the merger, and go someplace else. So I, I think there's been a lot of concerns that oh, Microsoft said they're not making the change there, and I know there's a lot of um, concern about that. But I think that's way we're way too early to be there. I, I think I would I would expect that the idea is that Microsoft will get in there, um, give him an opportunity to bow out professionally, um, and then they will instill their own executive chain. manage that company that's what i expect to happen i could be wrong um but but it's not unusual especially with with things so far off because i think we're still at least a year maybe a year and a half out before this becomes finalized as justin said they got to go through the you know the fcc stuff and the the antitrust stuff and to justin's point i agree i don't this kind of is more reminiscent of when ea started purchasing up a bunch of the smaller companies back when they did what bioware and they did um Westwood Studios and some of those other ones, yes, they weren't at the same scale, but the world's a lot different place now with much bigger developers out there. EA, Ubisoft, you know, there's, 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 it's not as though Microsoft has all the developers and there's not any other opportunities, but anyways, um, I digress. So I think that, um, the Microsoft culture will be a good opportunity for them to, um, rebuild some of the trust within their with their own developers at the, those companies maybe stop some of the bleeding um, get some of the talent to either retain the talent or come back um, and, and I think um, Microsoft as a, as a whole I and again you can you can dislike Windows you can dislike Xbox you can fanboy on Apple as much as you want but Microsoft has a, as a pretty good pedigree of being a, a good company at least from a um, opportunity perspective from a um, female empowerment type of, um, workplace. Um, they're not, they, they, again, when you get companies that are the size of somebody like Microsoft, um, there's usually a lot more oversight and a lot more, uh, executives, uh, in, in the mix to kind of, you know, watch some of these things. It's not to say this kind of stuff can't happen, but I, I do think culturally it'll be a, a shift. And I think that's the only way, you know, Activision was going to come out of this with some sort of, um, saving grace if we'll put it that way um so obviously there's there's going to be a lot that microsoft's going to have to do to rebuild faith in that in those brands uh and with those developers and with with that company as a whole um they're they they definitely are big enough and and know what it takes to kind of turn a brand around so i have no doubt that they'll do that um and i think overall for those who work there in particular i think it's probably actually a really good um change i think it'll be a really good cultural shift for them obviously the proof will be in the pudding we have to kind of see where we go um but but on the gaming front to kind of step away a bit um this is huge for game pass i mean game pass we already know that you you were getting microsoft games you know when they acquired bethesda we get the bethesda games um they have a, a a agreement with ea to some extent where a lot of the ea games on Origin are also available via Game Pass, although not necessarily Day 1 exclusives, uh, but a lot of their backwards um, catalog is available. And now if we're talking about Activision slash B- Blizzard games being available via Game Pass, Day 1 releases, um, clearly Microsoft's goal and focus is streaming and, and Game Pass. And, and you know, I guess I heard somewhere that it was Game Pass active subscriptions are now 28 million I mean, we all know that the hardware is not where anybody makes their money. It's That's a, a lost case. They're always losing money on hardware sales. So hardware isn't what Microsoft is going for. Um, so PlayStation can spout that they're selling lots of consoles, but Microsoft is, you can now stream using their um, Azure cloud and you can stream games to your mobile phone, to your tablet, to your laptop. Um, through your Xbox to your PC and you get all the day one exclusives and it's an incredible bargain for what you're getting. Um, I think what we're going to see is um, a lot more shift to a Netflix-type solution, kind of what Game Pass is already doing, Where, but now the library is huge. I mean, it's it would be, I think even for those who don't own an Xbox, um, there's no reason for them not to have Game Pass for PC or streaming gaming. So, um, yeah, I think this is a... A huge shift in the uh, in the take uh, between the consoles and that. And I think Microsoft is saying uh, to Sony, you can have your sales on the consoles. We're looking at a much bigger um, arena, and I think they're, they're going to win in that front, honestly.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see what Sony will do because they're uh, initially – there was, spec- there was some grumbling in the Sony fan community of, well, see, they couldn't compete with hardware. They couldn't compete with exclusives. So what did they do? They went out and opened the wallet and bought a monopoly. And I think that's a very short-sighted way of looking at it because Sony also has a very large stable of um, companies. Their exclusives are generally from companies they own. Uh, so, you're going to see stuff from Naughty Dog. You're going to see stuff from Insomniac. We've already seen a, it, you know, some people say it was in response to um, the Activision news, but we've already seen a brand new trailer for the Pending Horizon Zero Dawn sequel that has got a lot of people talking. And they're saying, you know, they have a reputation for setting the standard of some high quality exclusives. And so, uh, you know, we've got God of War that is crossing over to PC now and doing phenomenally well. And a lot of people are saying, you know, is this going to be a quantity uh, quality over quantity approach where they're going to put these things out on the consoles? They're going to be phenomenal. And then they'll put them out to PC. But, you know, we've already seen Activision Blizzard uh, SEC filings where they're saying we won't remove existing games from playstation but see that's a very nebulous comment about well what is an existing game are you basically saying uh call of duty vanguard we're not going to stop any of the future dlc coming to playstation but the next call of duty game doesn't fall under that umbrella now they've also said they being microsoft it is in their best interest to get these games on as many platforms as they possibly can But you know, at some point, as we've speculated with the Bethesda games, there will come a point where there's a competitive advantage to holding the games to your own platforms, being Windows and Xbox. And Michael summed it up very well when he talked about streaming, because there's some talk about, uh, obviously, Sony is trying to come up with their version of Game Pass and something a little more than PlayStation Plus, where you'll have access to a wider library of games. And I almost wonder if this is like somewhere down the line, we're going to see something where essentially, you know, obviously this would take a lot of wheeling and dealing and maybe it would skirt certain legalities. But would Microsoft eventually say, look, uh, if you own a PlayStation and you want to play Call of Duty, you have to be... a..." you have to be part of our subscription service because we're not going to make it available in the stores. You're not going to be able to get it as a straight download. But if you're part of our subscription service, you're welcome to play this and any of the other games. And, you know, that could be an option. We've already heard some talk today that um, Vanguard had some disappointing sales. I've heard about this for about a week. This rumor has been going around. And therefore, the next Call of Duty game may come out in Uh, October versus November, not really earth shattering, but we then heard that the planned uh, season two update for Vanguard is going to be delayed and it's not coming out when they'd originally hoped for. And then today I started hearing stories that various employees are trying to push the company to not put a new Call of Duty game out every year, but make it a biannual. uh, I mean, uh, you know, every two years, put a new game out. Uh, I honestly I don't see that happening because it's such a massive cash cow and it would be very hard to get the investors to go on board with uh, giving up that annual sale. But who knows? Who knows? Lots of stuff. It's definitely going to be something to keep uh, an eye on. And I know that was not anything we expected this week, but there you go. Well, gentlemen, we covered a lot of topics this week outside of just the big Activision news, and I know everybody's in kind of a wait-and-see mode because, you know, I've even had people, I think, Michael, you brought it up, is are we going to see BlizzCon and QuakeCon merge down the line when these things come back? Um, Who knows? Will Microsoft just do their own convention and skip going to E3 and skip going to things like PAX and say, hey, you know, come here for all things Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, and King? Who knows? It's going to be an interesting future. But until next week, everybody, take care, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon.